Welcome to The She Word, conversations that women rarely have but really should. And today's conversation is about an, a topic that affects almost every single one of us, and that is body image. And today I'm joined by three amazing women who have something to say on this topic. I'm joined by Leanne Bartolo, WFF European bikini champion, a psychology graduate and primary school teacher who then switched to become a fully qualified fitness instructor and certified TRX instructor and the founder of Warehouse. Also, Rebecca Camilleri, founder of Munch a Bunch, a foodie and fitness lover, but also outspoken about her journey through eating disorders and related depression. And Sarah, Sazagal, a powerful influencer and psychology graduate who's used her platform to share her message of self-love, no matter what size, and her journey to fitness. Ladies, thank you so much for being for, with me for this incredible conversation that we're going to be having this afternoon. Before I come to you, I want to start off by just throwing out some statistics that I prepared for this show. Because body, women and body image has been an issue for millennia. Women have been around worrying about what they look like for as long as women have been on the planet. But today the pressures are more than we would have expected. So we're going to start off this conversation by just looking at some statistics from a survey this year from Good Housekeeping from 5,000 women asked and 80% of those respondents had said that they'd been on a diet with the purpose, at least in part, to change their weight or shape. 80%. Meanwhile, only 6% of respondents said that they were happy with the way that they looked. 17% of people asked said they'd be willing to shave off a year of their life for the perfect body. 11% said they would give up sex in exchange for their ideal figure. 25% would trade an entire category of food or another for that perfect physique. 13% would give up the chance to travel. 74% said they have good food, bad food lists in their head. 60% of respondents said that the way they feel about themselves is largely influenced by their weight, shape or size. And 88 88% of women compare themselves to images they observe on social media with over half of them emphasizing that their comparison is unfavorable. And this is why we're having this conversation today because this is 88% of women are measuring themselves against something that can never be attained. Leanne, you're probably the most unlikely person that we'd be having this conversation with because perception would say that you are incredibly happy with the way that you look. You're a fitness trainer. You're a WFF bikini champion. You stand on a stage wearing a very small and beautiful, but beautiful bikini. So why is this topic relevant to you? It is, uh, it is relevant to me for so many reasons. Um, people don't know um, the reason behind Leanne being on stage. People don't know um, what made me decide or what was the um, what encouraged what was the encouragement the encouragement behind it um, and what led me to do the competitions and then of eventually becoming a pro athlete. This was never in my plans. Um, I was always an insecure kid myself. 
coming from a quite a big family um i was used to i was and always okay with being second with with um you know not having um things my way you know you become used to it and uh, little i knew that it it was affecting me for the long term because now as an adult um i'm still okay with being second i'm still okay with not having things my way um i was going through um not a rough a rough patch i would say but i i had approached a psychologist myself mm-hmm. um uh, and she was the one to encourage me to do something daring i was very very insecure especially when it came to guys and if let's say there would be a guy i liked i wouldn't even have eye contact i was so insecure you serious very serious uh, way back i had um acne problems i had you know i was very very conscious in fact i have a whole collection of hats i used to cover my face whoever remembers me from the gym um they used to call me like Zaira because i never used to say a word i used to smile to everyone and i still do but it was just covering my insecurities um then after this psychologist had suggested that i do something daring um it, t- it still took me a while to decide and i had chosen a shoot a fitness shoot and from from the fitness shoot then i found another person who had really encouraged me to start competing at first i didn't quite get it um i thought it was a sport as in a normal a normal gym competition and after just a couple of weeks i found myself on stage wearing heels a tiny bikini mm-hmm. uh, but, but you went from not feeling yes. confident and being no, I was, you I went was to the shaking. extreme I went Jeez. to the extreme but I, I if I must be very honest I I didn't know what I was getting myself into <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to be very honest it's not that I was brave I just didn't understand until I was on stage oh and, wow yes um but then once I was on stage I was I didn't expect to win um either Um in fact I was already happy eating uh, my sweets after the competition because you know we have to hold back from um certain treats when you have such a competition there's quite a strict eating regime that you have to follow. Um I didn't know that I had to go back on stage. <laughs> and then they called me back on stage and that was a long story. Um then once once I realized that listen alright I won. You know, this is amazing. Not for my boyfriend because for him it was a disaster <laughs> you know more healthy food in the house uh, more sacrifice more hassle for him but i decided to uh, s- step it up and then if i get myself into something once i know what i'm doing um i wanted to do it the right way so i i represented malta just after a month and then there was no going back and i just enjoyed the process am i very confident as a person i still have my insecurities um we were chatting before we actually st- started this podcast and we were saying how at times it only takes a quiet day at work uh for you to start questioning everything you do this is still insecurity or it may be not about the body image i personally tend to compare myself to how i look on stage at times i forget that it it it's a bit unrealistic as well because you spend a number of weeks training hard eating very specific food to look in a certain way for a few seconds on stage uh, but in reality um that's not sustainable so even i tend to forget that even though i am a professional at this and i lead others and i encourage others 
we are all humans. We all have hormones. So there are days um, or, or weeks um, when, when we forget about what our role is. You can be a doctor, you can be um, a psychologist, you can be a trainer, and you, you are you at the end of, with, with our um, insecurity. So it gets to us as well at times. Well, you also studied this topic, and we're going to come to that in a little bit, because as I mentioned as we open, this does affect pretty much every single woman on the planet. Everybody has some insecurities about something, one part of their body, one part of their image. And we're going to come back to your studies as well, because you've taken it very seriously. But I want to just say, hi, Sarah. Hello, because you have really been very outspoken about body image and, and loving yourself through social media. You have a social media following and you've used that platform really to share the love. But how challenging has that been? Where have you come from on this topic with regards to body image and how you feel about yourself? So actually, I started Instagram as a form of diary, let's say. I didn't really have a goal in mind of actually doing it full time and actually using it to promote um, self-love at the beginning. It was sort of like a diary for myself. I have struggled a lot with body image consequently depression as well. I spent five years of my life strictly inside, not going out. Um, my mom helped me a lot with this process. Like I feel like um, uh, she was the reason that I am the person today. And uh, just to recap that, you're saying that yeah. you had a, an issue where you, you weren't leaving the house. Yes, I actually struggled a lot. I was about 13 years of age when all of this started. Um, it was triggered, triggered by multiple things, really. Um, uh, but I remember vividly the most thing that was a challenge for me was my body image. Um, comments that I received from peers and uh, um parents, anyone really. And at this age as well, um, I think it's such a tender age that you are in. If you do not have uh, a strong character, it is very, very, very easy to go downwards and not actually build yourself up. But those comments that you receive will drag you even more so downwards. So it has five years have passed um, till I was around 18 years and I started, you know, getting back on my feet. I uh, talked as well with a lot of psychologists, counselors at school. Um, as I said, my mom, my mom, she's my rock. And um, um, I actually did a short modeling course. Um, it was weird because Again, it's something that I didn't think I was going to do, but I did it. Um, uh, it was only like for a month or two months, I think. And yeah, so um, I did that course. Uh, I didn't think I was going to work with brands or be a model by any means, just to gain confidence, finding myself. Uh, and after that... Where did that idea come from, though? Because you've gone from... The modeling course, yeah, my mom. Your, wow, your yes. mom sounds like a rock. She sounds like <laughs> yes, an amazing my woman. Because you've gone from not wanting to leave the house it, through modeling to where you are now. It was a big challenge. I mean, I did five years. It sounds like your challenge. Fact. 
was a very huge challenge because I my mom used to literally not fight with me but she challenge you. Yeah, she challenges me and tells me you did this time in your room. You can't spend any more time now. Like it's time to get up, get changed. Let's go for a walk. Let's go to bed. And I used to uh, dread it so badly. It 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 really was uh, a struggle. But at the end of the day, um, after four years, I don't know how many, how much. Um, um, I finally started doing improvement because I wanted to for myself at the beginning I was a nightmare because I didn't want to do anything and my mom never gave up and then there was a shift that I started doing improvement because she was helping me and I was saying hey if she's spending so much time helping me I need to help myself because it's not fair for her you know but that's quite a mature process, a thought process to go through to be able to say, okay, now, and particularly when you're talking about being still in the teens, because teens yes. is, is such a vulnerable stage. And you're talking about being 13 years old. 13, when this, 14. Yeah. yeah. And that's a difficult time for, for all teens. Coming to you, Rebecca, um, your story is not that dissimilar. You have a, had your own journey. What's your journey? So my journey started around seven years ago. I was unhappy with my body, so I joined the gym, um, got a personal trainer, and that decision changed my life in a very positive way and in a very negative way. So let's start from the positive, shall we? Okay, yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, when I started the gym, I was on a meal plan. So I had to learn how to cook. I had to learn how to make my snacks. And I wasn't finding snacks to buy. So... I started making my my own food and uh, I used to take them to work. I worked at an office job, so I used to share with my colleagues and they used to give me feedback and I used to go back the next week with something better. And uh, they encouraged me to start selling them. They wanted to buy them from me. So I said, why not? So I invented a couple of recipes, came up with the name Mancha Bunch, and uh, I launched my brand. And a couple of months later, I think around seven months, I was too busy and I left my job. I wasn't keeping up with orders, so I left my full-time job. And four years later, I'm here doing it full-time. And two years, off, two years ago, my girlfriend Sam left her job. So she's full-time with me to oh, help fantastic. me okay, take my bunch to the next level. So that's the positive side of starting my whole fitness journey. The negative side was that obviously um, I took it very seriously. So when I, I really wanted to lose weight. So I, like you said, I had everything to the books. I at the way I sh was told to eat. So I obviously lost weight. And when you start seeing results, people start seeing results and you start getting compliments and you, you get addicted. So. I got addicted to working out. I got addicted to eating less every day. So if today I ate this much, the next day I removed that snack and it became so addicting that I literally, it literally took over my whole life. And the statistics you said, I gave up my friends. I gave up my family. I gave up living to have a six pack, to have a certain figure that is not sustainable because I literally, 
didn't live for two years. It got so bad that uh, you mentioned I had depression. I was very, very bad. I was, it controlled my life. And uh, it's not easy coming back from it, but it's, it's a journey that, um, it's not a race. That is what I need to remind myself that I will take my own time. I will never compare my journey to someone else's because when I try to rush things and I try to quick fix things, I took 10 steps back. So it's all about baby steps, whatever I'm comfortable with to reach the final goal. And you're talking about taking your body image to an extreme where it is impacting on you and your lifestyle in every (coughs) single detail every single part of your life you're talking about you you're striving for the perfect body the, to have that perfect body is way far beyond just you know what you eat and your your diet plan it's it's every single part as you were talking Sarah over here is I can hear her in the side saying yes 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 because you're <laughs> you're sharing those thoughts right yes for sure completely I mean uh I believe it was very hard for you, you know, going what you went through. But I feel like um, balance is very hard to maintain in life, not just with food, it's with anything. Um, I tend to do so myself when I start working on something. For example, I either work on it 100%, like we were talking about before, or not at all. So you're talking about a compulsive attitude towards towards a goal and that's exactly what you're reflecting you're saying that your your passion your your desire to be perfect became compulsive became addictive is this is this what we see is this what leanne is there's a fine line and that fine line can easily be skipped you can easily skip that fine line um but if you're careful and with a lot of good coaching that's why the coach's role is very very important as she said, some clients are ready to do whatever I tell them. They're ready to walk in doing a, a handstand if need be. But obviously then it's up to the coach not to abuse of that trust. Because you have clients approaching you um, because they trust you. And how do they trust you? Very often they trust you just based on what they see on social media. But unfortunately, how real are, are we on social media? You know, how real is social media? How real is what we see as ideal on social media? So then, yes, um, as a coach, now I'm speaking as a coach, it's important not to abuse of that trust and to take notice of when things start becoming compulsive. There are signs. Um, I start noticing some clients. I have a particular client, um, and we're still working hard on this. Um, She keeps a file. Um, and she records every single, she, she puts down every single food item that goes in her mouth. And she has a whole Excel sheet printed out. Um, and she would know exactly the calories. The, the for, for me, that's compulsive. She weighs herself every day. So that's another challenge of ours. We're trying to move away from that. Um, and the constant recording of everything as well. In her case, it's the file. Some others are obsessed um, with with statistics Stand watch, watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to get to, to make good use of, of the tools that we have because they are amazing tools and there's a lot of help on social media on, on the internet but we have to learn and I think it's a skill and now I talk as a teacher um, 
it's a skill that we need to teach young kids from a young age before they get into their teens phase um, because it's a skill that we need to learn. I don't to think teach them what? Teach them to be assertive. Um, we, we learn, we have PSD at school, now we call it PSHE. Um, we have, we have PSHE, now it changed. Um, we have quite a few interesting topics that we cover and we learn at school, but I don't think that we learn enough how to be assertive, how to um, select what we see as, as truth. Not mm-hmm. whatever we see on the movies. Discern, is uh, discern what is what is good and, and what, what is, is bad, bad from what we're mm-hmm. seeing. Um, this can. Uh, but th- this is where you're suggesting this is where body image challenges is coming is. from. It's not being able to discern what is good and what is what bad. What is bad. In fact, this leads me to my dissertation. Since I studied psychology, I had done my dissertation. Uh, the topic was body dysmorphia. Uh, sorry, plastic surgery and body dysmorphia. And I had focused on 15 women, um, 15 homemakers, 15 sportswomen, 15 fashion women. My expectations would be, what would your expectations be true? Well, I'm assuming that anybody is really making an effort like sports, a sports person will probably be more or less happy with their, their body. But somebody who's in the fashion industry, somebody who's standing on a stage like you've had to, and somebody also who puts themselves out across social media would be very unhappy with their, their, the way they look or be very challenged by the way they look. In fact, in fact it was the, the results were shocking to me, as, in, as Leanne, uh, because... Um, there was a higher percentage of homemakers willing to do anything. You know, you were mentioning percentages earlier on. All the reasons you were mentioning, they were ready to do to go for it just to look better. And then we found out um, that it is because they spend more hours in front of the TV, the, the TV social media, social media um, television, soap operas. <coughs> they really relate and they, they want to copy that life that they see in soap operas. Um, and they were mentioning some, you know, the famous beautiful and, and, and mm. friends and, and they all want to have that lifestyle. But how attainable is it? How, how realistic is it to have that lifestyle? And that is what I believe in these days, especially now that TikTok has taken over, that Instagram has taken over. We have young girls, I call them girls, women uh, who are constantly unhappy with what they have they forget about their blessings they forget that they're it's just it's a blessing just to be healthy well Leanne because like you just said something I want to come back to you Rebecca because you you talked about working so hard at the expense of everything else to have this figure when you had this this figure I mean you are extremely beautiful but when you were at that point that you had given up everything for that figure for that body image that you were attaining were you satisfied I was still very unhappy I had the body. But you, didn't, you didn't look in the mirror and go, okay, that's what I wanted and uh, now I'm Unfortunately, when I had six pack and I was very skinny, I, and that was the body I wanted, I guess, at that time, I still looked at myself in the mirror, thought I was big and hated how I looked. It's body dysmorphia. Body dysmorphia, yes. So this body dysmorphia, if anybody doesn't know, what does that mean? So basically, um, let's say... Um, I want to get a boob job because, you know, it's not a secret that I wasn't very gifted. (laughs) (laughs) And let's say I get it done. Um, I'm happy for a couple of months. Then all of a sudden my my thought starts shifting on something else. Oh no, I don't like my nose anymore. 
you know, and then I want to fix my nose. And then you, I want six packs. I want a six pack, sorry. And then all of a sudden I get a six pack. But you're never happy because it's psychological. And if you're not okay psychologically, you can never be fully happy. And that is the problem. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, Sarah, because you have been out on socials. You have a, 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 a wonderful following. But you're very outspoken visually as well about this is me yes um i cannot say that i love myself on the same level every day i'm not obsessed with myself i mean why not we should all be um uh, but uh, on the bad days uh, right now where i'm currently at for example around uh, a few weeks ago I just started again my fitness journey and I'm taking I'm taking this uh, process and enjoying the process and stuff like that but on my bad days if we want to call it that um, I like to practice mindfulness honestly it's not just how I look I forget um, I have, you know, not the perfect round butt uh, or the perfect figure. I don't know what the trend is right now. Peach like, butt. What, Leanne, what is that? A peach butt. The body trends, honestly, are, will always be there. Will always be there. So they will just go on and go on. Um, just marketing at the end of the day. It's a business. Um, but what really helps me is being mindful of what I, what my body is capable of doing and what it have passed through as well. And uh, at the end of the day, I feel like that is love, acknowledging what I did so far. Um, even embarking on this fitness journey, I, I think that is a form of self-love as well because I'm taking care of it much more um, and eating correctly as well um but yes on my bad days i just like to be neutral um although maybe there are worse of days um i still try to get back to that thought process of look you have went through this 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 and this and it's amazing I was going to say, that's a massive leap from locking yourself in your, your room and not leaving the house. That yes. way you're at now, and be, and that's what amazed me, because when you started saying about that was where you started from, I think that all of us around the table are like, wow, because you are out there. You put yourself out there. You are preaching and teaching this self-love. And whether you have a bad day or not, that message is consistent. And you are stepping up and saying, this is me. This is what I look like. This is what I'm in love with. And this is what I'm doing. Now, I want to come back to you in a second, but I'm going to come back to you, Rebecca, because you're smiling now. And it sounds to me as if that passage that you've gone through is in the past. And not only that, but your business is focused around food. So you almost are kind of living in the mind field, bearing in mind your past. How did you manage to get yourself out of that point where you were still unhappy with your body, even though it was what you had aspired to, you were bang on where you wanted to be and still unhappy and at the expense of everything else. How did you get to where you are now? So I met my girlfriend, Sam, when I was passing through it all so I think meeting her was a big 
huge step in my life to get better. She helped me get better. She really helped me get better, full stop, because I needed, I needed to start living again. I had a purpose now. I had my business growing. I met Sam. I wanted to build back the relationship with my family. I wanted to meet friends again. My normal self is bubbly and chatty and loves going out. And I lost all of that. My friends literally didn't know what happened to me for two years. Like she said, I logged myself in and wanted to be around no one and not even myself some days. So I realized that I need to start living again. And I can't let my eating disorder control me, but I need to get control of it now. So was there a, was there a moment? Was there like sort of something, a penny dropped and you just went, okay, enough is enough. Or was it just a, was it a duration? Was it a process? I've had a lot of, this is enough. I, I need to start living, but unfortunately I go back to my old ways and it's hard getting back up and going back but you need to say I'm gonna try again this time I'm gonna make it work so I think you need to keep trying until you finally realize that okay it's been a week life is coming back to normal and then it's a month and then it's a year and I'm here now so I've still got a long way to go but I look back and I realize how far I've come and finally, I feel like I'm breathing again and living and saying yes more to meeting friends. So it's, it's good to finally... It's another milestone. It's, it's amazing. And you talked about the sort of... Well, you talked about there, Leanne, about milestones, just shortening those milestones, shortening those goals. Okay, this week is a good week. This is, we got past this day, we've got past here. And like, as you were saying, just making those milestones of, of yes. bringing them back and, and making them attainable. Now, I want to ask you something, Sarah, because your story is, a, is, is different. And you have, as I keep saying, you go out on your socials and you're very, love me, I love me, that's my goal, love yourself and be positive about yourself. And that's an incredibly positive message is the response always positive um no not at all <laughs> not at all um, um i mean i i know a lot of people reach out to me they send me messages like thank you you're making me feel a bit better and i receive stories from people um, um but at the same time, whereas when where there is good, there is bad, and there are people who do not like the message I share as well. For example, a lot of people may think that self love means that you are complacent, you don't want to progress. I don't agree at all. Um, a favorite saying that I like to say is, "Positive change cannot stem from a negative place." So. Um, I don't understand why people, well, some people think in order for me to be a better version of myself, I need to hate the version that I am now. No, that's not going to happen. Um, if I'm not happy with myself right now, I'm not going to be happy with myself like your experience when I will get this expect or... So I need to be happy with myself right now and that self-love will fuel a positive outcome that is how i believe it 100 percent 
Um, apart from that, um, it's very odd, uh, especially on social media right now. I'm documenting my fitness journey. Sorry, I hit it. <laughs> You're okay. Sorry. I'm very passionate. <laughs> um, and right now I'm documenting my fitness journey. And uh, it is very weird, I think, for people to see um, a bigger girl um, actually documenting uh, working out and actually enjoying the process. Um, I think we are so conditioned in seeing these TV shows of people struggling when they're overweight and not actually wanting to do that, ex going that ex extra mile. But I do believe that there are people who are different body shapes, types and sizes, not necessarily overweight, even underweight. And they are enjoying the process because they are actually in a good place and want to be a better version of themselves. So maybe some people don't understand that it's okay to love yourself in order to be better, not necessarily hate. Does that ring true, Leanne? Yes, um, <laughs> I agree fully with her that you need to, solve, to love yourself now as you are. A few kilos less are not going to make you a better person. A bigger size is not going to make me a better Leanne in reality. We have to accept the fact that, listen, this is who I am. And I ought to respect myself for who I am and for what I can give to the ones around me. But I'm going to throw a challenge at you, Leanne, because you are a WFF bikini European champion. Is it not easy for you to say that? For the rest of us who have got like maybe a little bit of a slightly large butt or something that we really would be rather to do without... Is that, how easy is that? I mean, you, you say assume from that people assume that it's easier. Um, it could be that, yes, that um, maybe it gave me a little bit more confidence, but <coughs> I'm still the same Leanne. I'm, I'm still shy to walk in a bikini at the beach. People don't, people who know me know. <laughs> um, and they tell me, are you for real? But not because I'm not confident, but it's who I am. I was always like this. So I, I am still shy and I still have my insecurities. Um, I just love looking strong more than looking mm -hmm. skinny. Um, so yes, the, the competition side of it has given me a boost um, psychologically, um, but more than for the physical part and for the looks. Because I mean, let's face it, when we get a touch of makeup, when we get our hair done, we all look lovely. You know, everyone looks lovely. Um, but I think it has given me a boost in the sense that Listen, I, I know that if I, I, not discipline myself, it doesn't sound right, but if I put my mind to something and I work hard for that something, it's attainable. That's it. And the fact that I know that I could do that, which was something extreme to me, I can do the same with anything else in life. So yes, maybe some people think, but no, you're a fitness instructor, you look beautiful, you look this, you look that. Yes, but we still have our own insecurities. And I mean, this is very artificial thinking of uh, um, feeling good in ourselves because looks aren't the same. Like throughout the years, we change, we age, get wrinkles, we... So it, it does not matter how we look like right now per se. Well, because I would, we I would, will develop. I would say that probably Rebecca's the 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 biggest testament of that. That you were looking as perfect as you could have looked. You'd put everything into it, and you still were not happy. 
again because because people assume that I have abs all year round or that because just because I'm the champion um, the European champion I shouldn't have any insecurities but no in reality it's all in here it's mm-hmm. all psychological and even psychologically you're stressed and stress affects our hormones what we eat affects our hormones so it's a whole complicated holistic approach um, it's not just the looks the looks is the looks is the tip of the iceberg literally literally um, there's much 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 more to that um, what I do, I am a bit more confident because I've studied, I've tried to understand self-worth, self-love, um, and I found that to be the key to someone's success. Okay, so I'm going to pull you up on that, and I'm going to pull you up on this as well, Sarah, because we're saying that self-love and self-acceptance is the way for us to be happy. And certainly from your example, Rebecca, getting to that perfect position is not what makes you happy. But how do we go from where we are as a female race of 80% being unhappy with who they are to loving? Where does that step to self-love come from? How do you take that step? Because I'm quite sure there's a lot of people maybe perhaps in the same position as you. They've strived, they've done it. They're still not happy. Or like you, they're now still embarking on a, a new journey. But where does that self-love come from? I would from? start uh, from awareness. Again, mm-hmm. making people aware that what they're seeing on social media is not always real. I think more than not always real, it's rarely real. Yeah. 85% of women filter and adjust exactly. their images. In fact, for me, um, I one of the steps I took was I'm following anyone, any profile that made me feel insecure. I couldn't. I do that as well. It helps a lot. I couldn't keep seeing the, these photos where I was comparing myself every day and wishing I had her body. So I just unfollowed anyone that triggered me into eating less or over exercising. And that really helped. Because mm-hmm. what you feed your brain every day is. The less you see, the better. I mean. Then you it, can do it for you. Finally, you can do it for you not to look like her. For sure. Not to be as popular as her. Not to... You do it for Even you. Even if you follow someone else's diet to the T, you will not look like them. I followed every diet possible. I've tried everything to get abs and to have the perfect body that I once thought was the perfect body. Because let's be honest, the perfect body now is a body where a happy person lives. Someone that's healthy, someone that's strong, that is a, the perfect body to me now. I came to realize finally that the perfect body is not abs. Like, I'm sure we all think thought that at least, but the perfect body is strength and health. You just said a beautiful, absolutely beautiful nugget. The perfect body is where a happy person lives. And I think that is a really good place for us all to aim for. So I'm going to start with you, Sarah, to close. I'm going to come around and ask, if the perfect body is where a happy person lives, how has that become a reality in your life? Well, I guess um, I'm realistic with myself. Uh, when I have those bad days, I admit them to myself and that's perfectly fine. Um, there's no reason to say, no, I'm okay or uh, be in denial. I mean, if we're in denial, we cannot progress that way. Um, uh, and also, I guess... 
loving the process, loving life. Uh, I know that life is not going to be the same consistently. It's uh, constant hurdles and uh, just being honest with myself and be happy and... Uh, and you're also part of your journey to be happy is you because when Rebecca said about unfollowing you were like yes 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 on social stuff yes, unfollowing. I wanted I wanted to speak about that because it's basically the same analogy as not keeping the people that are not providing benefit to you in life I mean social media has become sort of like our virtual life I mean probably we spend so much time on it um, more so in real, more so than in real life. Sometimes, especially if like our job is online, you know. So, if the people you have in your life or the ones that you are following on social media are not beneficial towards you, why keep them around? I mean, we have to pick and choose. Always be kind, share positiveness. But at the end of the day. It's you that there is for you and you need to make those choices. So, yes, I totally agree with that. Leanne? I agree with both. (laughs) What I would add, and this is what I try to uh, pass on to my clients as well and to all those around me, is to focus on the little wins. Um, It's another way of being realistic rather than aiming um, for something huge. I focus on the little wins and every day I try to celebrate a little win. And I also try to do a good deed a day. Now, at times, that good deed would be you give a free drink. Mind you, not, not <laughs> a free Powerade to someone. I don't. I try to do a good deed a day, and it makes me happy as well. And funnily enough, that makes me happier than having the ideal image. You know, so I focus on the good, on, on the little wins in life, because I, I found throughout the years that I was just being too hard on myself. I was assuming that just because I had pimples. I should be ashamed of myself or, or, you know, so I focus on the little wins and I have this thing that I have decided myself, one, at least one good deed a day and it makes you really happy, it makes your heart full. I feel like that's more holistic happiness rather than just appearance-wise, you know, we're, think- we're talking about doing good deeds, helping You're talking others. about adjusting the focus away from body image and looking and focusing on something it's else. It's everything. For you, I'm going to finish with you, Rebecca, because you've shared this this whole idea of your journey, this whole story of your journey, and you've just mentioned this whole thing about that the, the perfect body is where the happy person lives. How would you suggest somebody aims for that goal, to be perfectly happy in their body? I think what worked for me was focusing on what my body can do, rather what I hate in my body so for example I hate my stretch marks it's something that will stay there till the end so rather I'm focusing on okay those stretch marks my on my legs I can leg press twice my body weight Um, I focus on what my body can actually do rather than things I can't change and that (laughs) really helped me with self-acceptance Ladies, I really hope that this conversation has a positive, and I know that it will, a positive outcome for lots and lots of people who are listening to this. And thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. And thank you for sharing your in-depth story as well. I have a feeling we're going to be doing a show very much like this again. I'm going to invite you back. We'll talk more (laughs) about this. But for now, thank you very, very much indeed. Thank you very much.